This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. everybody to tailgate talks episode 27 today you only got me and brooks our boy arlie at blanca is a little sideline today with some i don't know a little under the weather action so he's just behind the scenes pressing the buttons making us sound good today um so you got me and brooks today at calvin b barrett and at dustin 22 today if you want to hit us up on there or hit us up on at tailgate underscore talks we got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter all going, or you can shoot us an email at tailgate or tailgate talks pod at gmail.com. All right. And then this week we're going to do tailgate talk shirt giveaway. It's been a couple weeks since our masters or since our uh, March Madness pool. That's what we're doing. We're doing the subscribe and rate this week. I asked if y'all wanted to do a giveaway, and y'all didn't really suggest anything, so I don't really have anything for this. So shoot us something in there. Yeah, let's do that. We pick some people out of there. We had some good people about a month ago when we last did that. So hit us up again. Give us a good rating review, um, and let us know. Send us a screenshot. DM that to us. Um, Let us know you did that, and we'll get you a shirt if we can. All right. Yeah. If you're not on social medias, if you're just listening and you want to just and you know us personally, just screenshot it and send it text it to us because we can get it that way too and we can put it out there on social media for people to see and all that so don't feel like you're left out if you're not on the socials all right we got a lot of tech basketball so let's get into club red Tech basketball news in the past week. We covered last week Mark Adams transitioning to the head coach of Tech basketball, taking the helm and hiring Portland State's head coach as an assistant. Um, Brooks, you want to start with the good or the bad? The guys coming in or the guys leaving? Where do you want to start? Let's get the bad out of the way first, and then let's let's finish up with the good. So we're you know filling ourselves after this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. All right, so yeah, a lot of guys. We're filling up the transfer portal with a lot of guys. So Brooks, you want to talk about everybody that's in there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's basic. Basically everybody who went to tech is in the transfer portal. Um, So yeah, we started off with, uh, we'll start off with the guy who's been here the longest, uh, Kyler Edwards. He pulled a pump fake on every tech fan saying he's going to run it back. Hashtag red Raider for life. And then when we all believed him, thought he was back, he decides, no, I'm still going to transfer out. And today the news broke that he is going to the University of Houston uh, as a transfer. So, um, you know, 
at least it's not Texas, but I don't know for, for me, Dustin, I'm kind of, I've lost all respect for Kyler after that move. I saw a lot of people today wishing him luck, but I mean, it might be mean, but I don't really feel it, man. Uh, I I didn't really like the way he went about that. If he would have just said he's gone and leave, I would have been okay. But the whole red Raider for life thing, I I didn't appreciate that. And a lot of former players didn't appreciate it either. And then then you try to do the sly thing of deleting your tweet at 1130 on a Thursday night. Yeah. Never saying anything. Yeah. Friday mid morning, like Kyler's in the transfer portal all of a sudden, like just trying to, yeah. I hope I, I saw way out and trips him. Yeah. I feel the same way. That's what it pissed me off was the kind of slyness of the, the back yeah. way of out of it. Like, don't just don't say, just don't come out the first time and say, yeah, I'm all in like, yeah. for a minute, take a day or two and then think about it. That'd yeah. Be- it's a, it's a really bad look. Uh, on his part because you got us all hyped so we're like all right he's coming back the Adams era is underway players are down for it and you're like oh wait pump the brakes a little bit you know that's why you know I guess we'll get to the next guy Mac McClung he's in the transfer portal and why I appreciate what he did he was just silent on it he didn't give any signs or anything like that I think everybody kind of saw the writing on the wall that he probably wasn't going to be back but we still had the hopes of it Um, and so yeah he's announced that he's gonna test the nba waters which i doubt will happen so uh but he also threw his name in the transfer portal um i mean three other guys too that entered recently vlad tyreek and burton vlad and burton we kind of expected tyreek surprises me i don't know if it's just he's not happy anymore because the last two years have kind of been whatever or he didn't like Adam, I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah, I, I don't really understand that one either. Um, I think that all came as kind of news to us. I think there was tweets over the weekend that he was at baseball games. Um, and so I think a lot of Tech fans started to feel like he was probably coming back. And then news kind of hit quick that he was going to be out. And then transfer portal news broke later on that day. So, um Tough because he was one of those guys that I thought we could really develop into a good player. I wanted to see him. Oh, me too. And, I th- you know, I, I know you and me both really liked him. He was so good defensively and he had offensive skills that you could develop. So, um, but I- I'll be rooting for him wherever he goes. I think he was, he's a good kid, good player, fun to watch. And last guy we got is Micah PV entered and is declared to go to TCU. Yeah. Question mark. That that one shocked me. I I thought I had heard like Michigan, a lot of Michigan talk with him. I think he was the one guy I was scared about going to Texas. Um, yeah, me too. I think a lot there depends with his dad. Yeah, yeah. So maybe TCU's gunning for his dad as a coach. I don't know, but hey, I'll take him going to TCU. He can be mediocre. He can be really good there, and TCU can still be mediocre. I'm not going to sweat over them. Yeah. And him, like, he's only been here one year, and development was still far off. So it's not like he – it was surprising to see him go somewhere else. Yeah, I think we all understood he was probably on the way out as soon as Beard left. No, nothing surprising there. Let's get to the good stuff. We got yeah. One little good thing. If you missed today, we hired another assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Assistant from Arkansas, who also yes, just like an hour ago – they have a transfer player from Arkansas who yeah. 
I'm list on already. So that's good. But it's good to see him starting to fill out his his roster his roster of coaches. Yeah, I think this seems like a pretty exciting hire. Uh, his name Corey Williams from Arkansas, as Dustin mentioned. Uh, Eric Musselman's top recruiter, it seems like, at Ooh. Arkansas. Okay. Uh, from some of the stuff that I read about him today, he put together that top five class that they brought in last year that consisted of Moses Moody, who tech fans are familiar with because we played them. You know, I mean, we're familiar with that Arkansas team. We got to catch him in the, you know, in the tournament. A lot of young, a lot of good talent on that team. So and they're pulling in transfers left and right. And this guy had a lot to do with it. So that's a pretty exciting get. Um, and yeah, if you can get that Arkansas guy too, that. That helps. <laughs> that's big. I didn't know he was that the recruiting guy. So yeah, he was. That's, that's what they said. He was like a, one of their their top recruiter, and they kind of credit him with with the success of these last few classes that they've had uh, since Musselman's gotten there. So yeah, that I mean, everybody was praising this hire today. So um, yeah, seems good. like a good thing for us. Speaking of recruiting, we got a guy. We got a guy. After after all the transfer stuff, at one point our roster was down to five people. We were literally rocking a starting five. We're running pickup games, mm. but we got our sixth earlier this week. We got KJ Allen decommitted from USC. If you have watched Last Chance U basketball on Netflix, he is the stud on East LA Community College. Um, I watching the show. I loved him and his game. So this really excites me. Yeah. I, I think it was funny because a couple of weeks ago, you know, you, me, our little group chat that we have of our season's basketball season ticket holders, we were talking about watching last chance you. And we were all like, man, I love KJ. Like, so he good. just plays. He just does everything. Rebounds, block shots, hit shots, dunks, everything that's around the rim. It's like, man. And then, that news broke yesterday. I was like, holy, holy shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought he was already at USC, so I didn't know that there was still a possibility of getting him. But, I mean, that's a, that's a big name. People are aware of him now. People love Last Chance U. Uh, he was one. Of, he was the best player on the team, in my opinion. Uh, when the team wasn't doing good, it was because he wasn't doing good. When the team was doing great, it was because he was doing great. And so, um, big game, a big name. Of course, he goes to the JUCO ranks for his first player, which is uh, surprising. Then I kind of expected, like, because he knows that he knows those coaches. I think probably more than just about any coaches. So, um, exciting get for us, and that'll start off the Adams era. That might have be might have been the assistant coach uh, Peary. Oh, him because Portland State was kind of on him out of East LA. Yeah. So, he might have already been in contact, had his number, and like, hey, our biggest recruiting pitch right now is playing time. Yeah. KJ Allen's a starting power forward all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, you, we, you got just five dudes right now. And, of course, the roster will fill out. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. But, man, that's our best recruiting pitch to yeah. guys is, hey, we literally have nobody. I mean, we have a solid four dudes here. Yeah. So, <laughs> you want to go and, and Adams loves the do everything players, right? Like somebody who's not just one dimensional. And KJ kind of fits that mold of he's going to do it all. He's going to hustle. He's going to, you know, be a disruptor on defense and he's going to provide you with some spark on offense. So, yeah. um, 
Um, what I liked about him on the show was, I mean, you already said like all the awesome stuff he did with the team, but something I've noticed watching other last chance use with the football and Dakota Allen was like this. He wasn't on camera a lot because he's not screwing up and causing yeah. and all that. All you saw him doing was practicing hard and dunking the basketball. It yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Not a lot of drama on, on his part. You know, he just went out there, did what he was supposed to do and did it pretty well. Another Allen in last chance you no, Texas right. tech. How about that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's exciting. There's a couple other names to watch out there. There's Parker Fox. Uh, who's a, he was becoming like a, huge target for a lot of teams it seems like there's a lot of guys on him but he narrowed down his list to eight and yeah but (laughs) he looks he seems exciting a lot of people want him his offer list was really up there and we're in the final eight so that's pretty good he's apparently supposed to announce in the coming week so i don't know show him some love i've gotten some texts from some people saying hey go follow him go show him some red raider love on social medias let's try to get him and another kid is that DBU guy. Yeah, um, I heard a lot about him in the last week. Yeah, yeah he's another priority target, I think. And he's a pretty offensively gifted player from what I've another heard about him. has popped up that I know a lot about, and Roger will know, is Myron Gardner out of SPC. He's kind of SPC's stud guy. He's like a bigger version of what Zaire Smith was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think I had seen something about an SBC guy, so I was going to ask you, uh, like, hey, what's what's the deal with that? Since you are SBC insider over here, (laughs) he was on Georgetown with McClung last year as a freshman. Left with all the stuff going on up there. Comes SBC, he's their stud. Um, He's explosive. He'll get any rebound he wants to. He can get any putback and make athletic plays like out of nowhere. Yeah, that's the mold. That's the guy. Him having a combo of him and KJ would be pretty nice. Yeah, so that's some positive news finally for Texas Tech yeah. basketball, which it's been negative for a while. It it got negative for a little bit, but remember, it's only been a week since we got Coach yeah. Adam, and of course, you only have one assistant coach, and the the whirlwind of college basketball with the coaching changes and the roster changes and transfer portal, it's a hundred miles an hour out there. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got got coaching changes happening left and right. Then you have coaches picking off other coaches. Then those coaches are picking off players wanting to transfer. Then you got trans guys are it's nuts. Yeah. It's, you know, it's because there's that free transfer year. And so players are taking advantage of that situation. And I can only imagine how much tampering was going on at the NCAA tournament. It feels like some of these guys are, you know, going into the portal and then two days later they're committing. It's like NBA free agency. Yeah. Like as soon as the period is signed. Yeah. Oh, how are you signed already? Yeah. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I, I hate it. I'm not a big fan of the transfer stuff. I, I'm all like, I I think I get it. If your coach leaves, Um, I get it. If you're at a smaller school and here's an opportunity to go play for a bigger school, get your name out there. If you know, the goal is to get to the NBA or some sort of professional basketball, it's a benefit, but this year it's just crazy. And on top of that, I feel like everybody's declaring for the NBA draft. 
it's ridiculous. They know there's only two rounds in the NBA draft and there's like 300 dudes that are going to try for it. So, yeah, there's a little more than usual, but I think a lot of them are trying to just do that evaluation. Yeah. Whatever it is and get that back. So I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Every team's going to look so much different next year than they did last year because of that. And, I mean, it's either going to be fun or not. I guess we'll see how the rest of our roster turns out. If we get a lot of good guys, then I'm not going to complain that much. But Yeah, we still got a chance to develop a lot. I wouldn't mind getting some of these JUCO-type guys that have high upside and get them for another couple years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Players to build with. A lot to do, so Tech fans, just be patient. I see a lot of Tech fans jumping off the bandwagon already. Like Yeah a few days after just because guys are transferring out like just stay patient be calm it'll be okay yep agreed all right let's jump over tech baseball things are looking good the bats are hot especially jace young's bat yeah don't touch that bat you might burn your hand (laughs) we just had a big series last weekend against tcu number eight versus number 10 tcu's number 10 in the country came back on them a couple times and then run ruled them on Sunday. That's the biggest thing to me is run ruling a top 10 team. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty fun game. Uh, but you know, the weekend started off pretty slow. It didn't look really good on Friday after giving up six in the first, uh, after coming off a Kansas state series loss, um, so you really needed to bounce back and, you know, what better way to bounce back than a walk-off home run and a run roll in the next day. <laughs> yeah. It got opened up fast on Sunday, but another pitcher starting pitcher gets hurt. That's what kind of happened Friday. Was it Friday? No, Micah Dallas just didn't kind of show up Friday. Yeah. Sunday, Micah had that rough first inning. So another starting pitcher kind of gets hurt. We'll kind of see how that looks. We also had another, couple guys dinged up and not playing drew baker our other best hitter who yeah being the best hitter like the previous two weeks in the country so he didn't even play that much this weekend josh and, and, load, and we have so many guys like yeah and and dylan noisy was out too dylan noisy only came in to like pinch hit at one point so yep. you're playing without like two of your top rotation guys uh you know, everyday guys in the lineup and you're still able to get a win over a top 10 team in the country and a team that had come into that series, like on a roll undefeated in conference play, uh, won like 10 straight games offensively was killing it. And you were able to, you know, overcome some uh, difficulties in those, in that second game, um, win it and then just flat out domination in that Sunday game. Just to give Jace one more shout out. And on Sunday, he hit three home runs, which is the second time in the last week that he's done that, which is stupid. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He said six home runs in two games, and like half our team probably doesn't even have six. He's rushing it right now. It's amazing, fun to watch. Um, And then earlier this week, Stephen F. Austin came to town for a little Tuesday, Wednesday series. We pulled that off, had to fight, fight them off today um, and a little bit yet and on Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, one in uh, the bottom of the ninth on Tuesday night with the Cal Conley walk-off hit again, Cal Conley clutch. <laughs> I watched most of it today or on Wednesday, I guess, and uh, 
man, we're just explosive. Like we were trailing by one or two most of the game. And then all of a sudden, just one inning, we break yeah. three, four runs, like pretty easy. Like that's what we can do to people. Like our roster and depth is our lineup is so deep that we can just go on people for runs and runs and runs. Yeah. Never get an easy hitter. And I think for some reason this year, we love the seventh inning. I think like a couple of weeks ago, I was watching a game game and they were talking about how we've scored more runs in the seventh, in the seventh inning uh, than any other inning. And it's by like double the next inning that we score in. So apparently the seventh inning gets to us and we're just like, all right, it's go time. <laughs> I don't know what, what that is, but Hey, we'll take it. All right. So outlook for the next week, we got, at West Virginia this weekend, another series. We just kind of need to win. That was what's big about beating TCU two out of three is falling to Kansas State and then bringing down TCU. You can't start a slide, especially in the yeah. conference with four, like, top 15-type teams. So, yeah. at West Virginia, hopefully we can handle business there. And then a little at Amarillo playing OU Tuesday at the Sod Poodle Stadium. That'll be fun. Yep. Yeah, seems like they're starting to try to get some – publicity on that stadium i guess it's a nice facility might have to get up there sometime and watch a game but yeah it'll be kind of cool not often you play a big 12 team on a tuesday night so <laughs> i heard today on the broadcast they were saying it's a non-conference game technically oh is it hmm. i don't know how all that worked out i didn't really i wasn't paying attention when they were saying it and so i caught the tail end of it so they might have just kind of scheduled it as an exhibition, like throw-in game. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Tadlock and the OU coach are pretty good buddy-buddies, so they might have just made it happen. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll take it. Gives us something to watch on Tuesday. He doesn't care if it's an extra conference game. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So anything else that Tech you want to bring up? Uh, spring game is Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. spring game. Football spring game. Big skin, we autographs and stuff, or go see uh Sonny Cumbie's new offense. It's probably not yeah. as much. Go check that out. Uh, we were in the ESPN FPI's top 25 uh, for football next year. We we're like number 21. So, <laughs> hey, hang the banner. <laughs> because point somebody thought, yeah, somebody, somebody somewhere thought we have a chance. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll do it for me on tech. Let's move over to our shot bets from last week and what we're going to get into this week. We're going streaky! I almost spilled there. Uh-oh. <laughs> Perfect lead in the shot bets. <laughs> I'll spill your next drink. All right. <laughs> our first shot bet last week was our Masters like fantasy draft pool. And Brooks does not want to talk about it because he started yeah. in his team. I'm just going to go ahead and take my shot for that here. <laughs> Brooks doesn't know anyone here. Shout so out know. to all my golfers. Thanks for taking the weekend off. Appreciate it. Our rules were you had to have – you got one guy to cut. Your worst guy gets cut, which we're expecting somebody to not make the cut. Well, Brooks had three guys not make. The cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was disqualified come Saturday, so it's down to me and Arlie. And Arlie pulled it off by one shot. I was doing the math on 
Sunday after the sh- afterwards, and I was like, oh, I had Spieth and Xander Shoffley finish third, both minus seven. I got this easy. No, douchebag Bryson DeChambeau puts up a plus five. Yeah. And drops me to nine, and Arley has a minus ten and takes it. So he wins that shot bet for this one, knowing nothing about golf. Way to go, Arley. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau really had a roller coaster weekend. He started off terrible, had some good middle rounds, and then finished off terrible. Well, and then I heard like he was just dicking around Sunday because he was already out of the big chase of it. So he's just huh. playing around and hitting whatever he wants. Dude, shots are on the line, man. Come on. I had Sander out there, like trying to make a run. Yeah. Uh, Bryson dicking around. God. Fuck. Anyway, I, I have um, one guy playing Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I was just rooting for him. I was like, "Come on, just give me by like to zero. <laughs> oh, couldn't even finish even. But uh, things evened out on Sunday night with our Heat versus Blazers because the Heat won, which me and Brooks both had. So Arley takes a shot for that. So we both owed a shot from this weekend. So one and one, not bad. It evened out. Did you watch any of that game, Brooks? Keaton? No, I I had like forgot it was that night. And Monday morning I got on and I was like, oh yeah, that game was last night. Check the score. All right, we won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, yeah. Now that our uh NBA pool is close and the season's getting closer, you know how the NBA Twitter feed updates like final scores? Yeah. Oh, I am invested in those. Yeah. <laughs> or now I am looking hard into those tweet updates to see how my teams and y'all's teams are doing. <laughs> yeah. I've kind of like, I mean, I'll check in, but I know I've got such a good lead and we'll yeah, get to that in a little bit, but yeah. All right. So this week we are going to do one NBA game. We're going to do Clippers versus Sixers. That's a Friday night game. Brooks, what you got there? Yeah, I'm going to go with my Clippers, man. I got to go with my team. I couldn't find a good game between Arley's teams. That's what I was trying to go for this week, but this was the best between a couple of ours. So, yeah, I'm going to rock with my Clips. Yeah, and Arley's going to obviously go with his 76ers. Um, They're starting to talk a little trash towards the Nets, my Nets, if you haven't. Ben Simmons is getting a little chippy. So just because of that, I'm going to take the Clippers in this, and hopefully Clippers and Kawhi will kind of smack them down, down to earth. Yeah. Getting a little too high for not doing anything before, like, this season. Yeah, Clippers have been playing really well as of late. Paul George has kind of been on one for a little bit. So um, let's hope they get the dub. Yeah. So we got Dustin and Brooks taking the Clippers. Arley going with his 76ers Friday night. little NBA action. We're going to throw in a new one for you guys, throw in a little baseball, MLB baseball. We're going to make this a whole series. So out of the three games, who takes it? We're going to do Dodgers versus Padres this weekend. Mm -hmm. Both of these teams are two of the best teams, obviously in their division, but obviously in all of baseball right now. Brooks, what you got on Dodgers Padres? Yeah, it's going to be a good series. I think this is – like the series that everybody is looking forward to the most this year, kind of like a budding rivalry, two of 
the most loaded teams in baseball for sure. And I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is supposed to be maybe making his return this weekend. But the Dodgers are playing really good right now. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I think they're rocking Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw. I was going to say, what's our lineup? And then, and then Sunday, Trevor Bauer. So give me that. <laughs> give me that. Dodgers. Arley's going Dodgers also. Um, and just because I don't like to pick all the same teams, I'll go Padres just for funsies. All right. No reason. I, I debated it. I debated no it. Reason. But. Now, I came into this thinking Brooks picked the Padres to go a long way. So he's yeah. kind of homing for the Padres, and I'll do the same for the Dodgers. And you flipped it on me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did you in the like you did in the NCAA tournament go against <laughs> the teams oh, I yeah. picked. <laughs> so, all right. So, there we're going to take the whole series. Who takes two out of three this weekend? Brooks and Arley are taking the Dodgers, and I will take the Padres, and we'll see what happens out of that NL West matchup. So, fun little stat Brooks put up for us. We are at 50 shot bets so far, and we're not looking good. No. (laughs) It's not great. Brooks is almost at 500. He's 24 and 26 overall. His NBA is 5 and 2. College basketball is not his friend, so luckily that's over. Yes. I'm just one game behind at 23 and 27. I'm good at NBA, apparently. Yeah. Thank God college football and Texas Tech football ended a long time ago because that got me back into the swing of things. Arlie, you're you're hanging pretty low right now at 22 and 28. You NBA is not good for you. Killing them. Yeah. Rough go. Killing them. Things around, man. So hopefully we can uh, at least get keep it 500 or maybe a little better for the next 50 shot bets, right? Right. So that's what we're that's what we're hoping for. We're no experts by any means in picking these games, but <laughs> no. I mean, if you can tell, most of the time we're just basing it off who else who picks somebody yeah. else or just who we feel is cool. <laughs> um, so if you have a shot bet owed for any of your losses, if you picked. I know a lot of people picked my master's team on Twitter and Instagram. I'm sorry, Bryson DeChambeau screwed us out of that. So go ahead and pay that up, comment on it, send it to us. Let us know you hate Bryson DeChambeau and he cost you a shot. But if you go for anything else, let us know, send it to us and you'll get a shirt out of it one day and get everybody else involved on that. Cool. All right. A little bit of NFL talk. Let's go to that. Two quick things on this one. One, earlier today, Jadavian Clowney signed another one-year contract. He was going to the Browns now, which I love that move for both parties because obviously with Miles Garrett and a pretty good team and you still got Baker on a one-year or a quarterback rookie salary, they have a loaded roster and their defense is stacked now. Brooks, did you see that? And what do you think? Yeah, um... I mean, if you have the money, it's always good to get a guy like that. And, of course, it'll take some of the load off Miles Garrett. They uh, tried to pay him more last year, so they're getting Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, um, 
I don't really know many Browns fans, but there's one that I listen to his radio show a lot. Well, uh, Dan Levitard's uh, Mike Ryan. He is uh, the only Browns fan that I know. And he was a little like still salty about it that he turned him down last year. And then, oh, you're going to come back now. <laughs> I think so, it was kind of a mutual, just didn't agree on it. And then they're like, hey, yeah. you want to come over here? And he's like, yeah, why not? Yeah. So, right. hey, I mean, at this point, the Browns are get they're right behind the Bills. They kind of edged themselves up there because Clowney is a really good addition with Miles Garrett in that defense. So, I mean, if they don't one win their division, even with the Ravens there, I think they're already yeah, cracking. yeah, they're putting themselves up there. And this is your chance with the Baker Mayfield rookie contract time. Like, this is I think the last year of it. So you better capitalize now because it's going to yeah. go south from here. You got two really good running backs and a good offensive line, so capitalize while you can. The other big news was Julian Edelman from the Patriots retired. Sad day for the Patriots fans. Starty bud up there in Vermont. Um, I feel like this is kind of like the end of the Patriots dynasty. Like I feel like he was one of the last guys that from that group. Yeah. Guys when they were super good. And maybe it's over up there. <laughs> maybe it's over. Yeah, it kind of is like the closing of the door on it. You know, as long as Belichick's still there, it's like cracked open. But <laughs> uh, it's pretty much shut now, I feel like. Yeah, so Roger had a good one. Did you see the Chilean basketball player that got signed by the football team? Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean – Hey, started playing football like five months ago. I mean, I feel like like a forward to transition to a tight end isn't all that bad. Just jumping up instead of grabbing rebounds there, trying to jump up and catch a football. It's worked for some players. Antonio mm-hmm. Gates, Jimmy Graham. He's yeah, he's jacked. 250 and yacked. I mean, the Tight end has been, you know, continually getting better and better every year. This might be the year of the tight end with him. Who knows what he's going to look like. And Kyle Pitts from Florida, who everybody's freaking out on. Um, you know, of course, you, know, you got the steady tight ends and Kittle, Kelsey, and the tight those guys. But has been growing the last few years and has been a problem, obviously. Yeah few years so yeah i've heard a lot of com- people comparing the tight end to like the unicorn in basketball like it's the unicorn position in football like a six it's, eight point guard yeah because like how do you defend that how do you defend a guy who's bigger taller faster than and faster than everybody and can yeah. jump higher run routes <laughs> all that stuff it's like what do you do with that <laughs> it's the giannis Sansons and kumpo <laughs> yep um so, yeah, a well, little bit of NFL stuff. The draft's coming up in a couple weeks. I'll have a lot for that because I love the draft. So when that gets closer, the week of the draft, I'll we'll drop some stuff that day and that for that episode. We'll get into it a lot then. So I love draft. We'll get into yeah. it before and afterwards and see who's got hope, who ruined it, and how that goes. Yep, April 29th is the draft, so – Two weeks. Look forward to that. So hopefully your team is setting themselves up for success or you're the Bears and you're not doing anything. Let's go NBA. Let's take a 
Little update on the wins pool. Our, um, Brooks is obviously still way in first place by about 25 to 30 wins, depending on where you look. He's way out there. I am still up on Arley by three games, but it's starting to get crunch time. We got, what, how many more weeks of the season we have, Brooks? Do you know? Uh, we're hitting the final stretch here. I think it. I think it's like the last – three weeks or so i think it's mid may when the regular season's over yeah. so close so it'll be it'll be a tight race between me and Arley to see who has to pay for a jersey they don't want to wear um so we'll see how that pans out um brooks what do you got on the nba give us an update yeah let's go to one of arley's teams and this isn't going to help him uh any in this race but uh, the big the big news from this week is jamal murray on the Denver Nuggets tore his ACL on Monday night in the final seconds. It was under a minute left in that game when he did it. Um, so that is a huge one. And so I got some stuff here on Jamal Murray Ooh, uh, right. for us and how this is going to affect the Nuggets moving forward. So, you know, this was Jamal Murray's most productive year of his career so far. He had a huge jump in the bubble last year where everybody was like, oh, okay, is he starting to make that leap from a good player to, okay, is he a star player now? And kind of at the start of the year, it was a little slow, but he was picking back up and getting to that level that he was at in the bubble. This season, he is averaging 21 points a game, four assists, four rebounds, and a steal Ooh. in about 35 minutes of play. And this year, there's only five other players that are doing that. And that's Paul George, Chris Middleton, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and his teammate, the Joker. Yeah. So he's having an incredible season. The Nuggets were one of the teams that was kind of getting hot here down the stretch. They acquired Aaron Gordon in the trade deadline. Was working him, out well. He's been working out really well. Him and Jokic look like they played their whole lives together. Um, and they're like fourth in offensive ranking right now at this point in the season. So another number to look at, and they, you know, when Murray came back, he had been out for about four or five games. And so he had just come back from a little minor injury in that game that he tore his ACL. And so this was kind of the hope I think for Nuggets fans out there, Arlie. Um, when he was out in those four games, the Nuggets outscored opponents by 30 points when Jokic was on the floor. But here's the bad thing. When Jokic has to come out, which you can't play him the whole game, they're getting outscored by 21 points. Because that's a really big – that's a huge swing. That's a 51-point swing. The ball between yeah. The and so that's what's really going to hurt them is they were great when you had both of them on the court. They were an average team when you had just one of them on the court. But now when you don't have that ability to stagger their minutes and have one of them, that's really going to, that's really going to hurt them. And so uh, Zach Cram from the ringer.com put out this, this stat and it's kind of like their championship hopes disappearing with that. So um, gives them, they had a 4% chance of winning the championship before the Murray and now uh, injury. Now they have a 1% chance. They had a 21% chance to make it to the conference finals now, without Murray, they have a 10% chance. And then they had a 59% chance just to win, you know, in the first round. And now that's dropped down to 41%. Yeah, and now in the West, like, yeah, they dropped yeah. the middle of the, that pack of yeah. average 
Pelicans and that group. Lakers, Blazers are yeah. all right there. And this year, there's the play-in tournament. This year's yeah. This year, there's the play-in tournament where you don't want to be the seven or eight seed because you have to win. You have to win a game just to get in the playoffs. And so, you know, I think they're only like four, five games up on the Mavericks. And if they're not able to maintain, like this could become scary for them. So. It's tough. You hate to see one of the young budding stars, you know, go down. And so it always sucks when you get that news, especially when they're having like a career year um, and on a team that had championship aspirations. But yeah, it's devastating, sad. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's the big news uh, from this week. And then, you know, the guy, the team they were playing in that game was the Golden State Warriors, where a certain player did a certain thing. So we're going to throw that over to Dustin because I think you got something on that. Not to hijack your NBA segment, but this is my stat of the week. Take that for data. So Steph was doing Steph things, and he passed Wilt Chamberlain for all-time leading scorer in Golden State Warriors history. He's over 17,783 points. And obviously he will get way more than that after this. That's just it's a ridiculous number. And I also didn't know Will Chamberlain was the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, he took a black and white photo with the points on it, like Will yeah. photo. So that was really cool a tribute to Wilt. Um, classy move of Steph. But dude, in that game, he was just making everything and ridiculous shots. Like, yeah, he had a 53. 53 points in that game uh yeah he's been ridiculous this year he just doesn't have a team he's getting a little taste of like some of the stuff lebron went through early on in his career now uh where he just like has nobody else with him and he's just having to play hero ball all the time um but yeah he's been fun to watch this year uh i I used to not really like him mainly because of a certain player that went to play out there but i've been enjoying these last couple curry seasons just is yeah, this, you got some. I have a question that I just thought of. Does this kind of help his legacy or his thought of what fans think of like you of like he had such a loaded team from when he got there with him, him and Clay and Draymond and then all the other dudes, Andre Godala and all them. I mean, he's still doing the same things he was doing with them now. Yeah. Does this help his legacy or like do people respect them more? Cause he's like, watch this. I can do it anytime I want. Yeah. I, I mean, for me personally, like I, I definitely enjoy him a little bit more now, but I, I never super knocked him for having Draymond and clay. Cause you know, those, those were drafted and they, nobody saw them becoming what they became. Um, I, I, I never liked the Kevin Durant move out there, but you know, golden state was always Steph's team and you know, Golden Steph's the reason Golden State reached those heights without him reaching those heights. You know, they're they're kind of one of those forgotten teams in history, probably, or one of those teams that everybody loved that never reached the pinnacle. But, you know, I think for him, you know, he always had great regular seasons. He always had some playoff moments. He never had the finals moment, really. Um, And so that's kind of the thing that will loom over his head for the rest of his career is it was, oh, it was Kevin Durant. Oh, it was Andre Iguodala. Oh, those guys did it, not him. He choked in that uh, 
2016 finals where LeBron came back, you know, stuff like that. Uh, he got deed up by Kevin Love. Like those are some of the things, but I mean, it definitely is helping that the fact that he has this really crappy team and he's out here like keeping them in the playoff hunt. Uh, if he's able to make the playoffs, like that's a pretty incredible thing, especially in the Western Conference. But and I mean, their Wiseman just got hurt. Yeah. So there goes like their second or third best player. Yeah. It's just like give Steph the ball, let him cook, let him shoot like 15 threes a game. And I think you, yeah, I think you're going to be good. Like he's an incredible dude. And, and it's fun to watch him just have to like, every team knows it's just him. And he's still able to get like 50 on you. It's, it's crazy. I don't understand how he gets a shot off so fast. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's it's it's. He's like, yeah. I watch clips and slow, even slow him down, and I still don't understand it. There's dudes all in his face, and he's just yeah, it's pulling. It's in. bizarre, and and that and you know, it's never even a question. He'll run down the yeah. floor. Before it's even in. <laughs> well, that and and you think about it, you know, they've been without Clay, but Clay also is that way. But someone will throw Clay the ball and he'll catch Clay. it out here and it'll be up. <laughs> Clay has that. It's Clay just, I don't know. Clay's makes sense yeah. more than Clay's makes sense because he's a bigger dude, I think, than Steph. Because Steph does it off the dribble too. Yeah. Of, of yeah. Yeah. He, he's bizarre. Uh, you know, the NBA, I was really excited coming into this year with Clay coming back. And so his injury is really, I was ready to see like, clay and steph go at it and see you know draymond isn't draymond anymore like he's kind of just a guy out there he's still gonna he's still smart and gonna give you some plays but he's nowhere near what he was back when they were winning championships but i was ready to see like steph and clay go at it and see what they can do so it's been a bummer that clay's been out and hopefully he can come back healthy and like next year we can see it but yeah i mean steph's has like the best offensive numbers by like a like a crazy amount. And like the second place is Dame Lillard, who's having a crazy year too. So that yep. just puts it in perspective how good Steph's been. Yeah. So a few more weeks of NBA. So keep watching us for um, how me and Arlie shake out with who's going to lose our NBA wins pool and have to wear a jersey we have to pay for and then do not want to wear on air. That'll be fun and terrible at the same time. So. About that, let's go to baseball and talk about a little MLB action. That ball here, way back. He looks up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. So a little MLB action. We're a few weeks into the season. And, I mean, obviously only like, I don't know, 13 to 15 games for most teams. But let's talk about a little bit who's hot, players, team-wise. Brooks, I have an important question for you. Yes, sir. Are the Red Sox good? <laughs> the Red Sox are good. The verdict is in. Say, What's the going on? The verdict is in. We've got the hottest. He's cooled down a little bit. We had the hottest hitter in baseball other than Jace Young. Uh, but J.D. Martinez – uh, he had a three-run home run, uh, three-run home run game on Sunday himself. Uh, Rafael Devers has homered in like four straight games. Um, you know, we got a lot of young guys who are playing really well. 
Our pitching has been stellar, which I think that was the biggest question mark. There was, we believed in the offense. We knew we had guys on offense who were going to produce. It was, can we get pitching? Last year, we had no pitching. I think our ERA of like our starting pitchers were was like some absurd number. We also had like a lot of dudes get hurt. And y'all were playing. Yeah, we we had we had Erod. He you know he got COVID before last year, and then he had a complication with it, so he had to miss all of last year. And he's back, and he's off to a decent start. He's two and zero. Nathan Ivaldi's been pitching really well, and then some of our other guys, uh, Martin Perez, has been good. Our bullpen guys have been good. Um, and so right now it's just like everybody's playing at a high level and yeah, we're, I think this isn't a fluke. We played, you know, we we're playing the twins right now who everybody thinks is a really good baseball team. And we just beat them in a double header today. Um, so, you know, we swept the Rays, who, you know, just made it to the world series. So we're off to a decent start, started at zero and three and one nine straight. So I don't think it's a fluke. I think, this is a good team and they have a chance to do something this year. Wow. Yeah. Y'all are looking good. They were a team. I'm going to regret it because I was going to pick them in the wild card, but I was like, Ooh, is that too like Homer-ish or whatever? But I had this feeling like a lot of the people that I'm follow Red Sox wise are like, this team's going to be good. This team's going to be good. Seems going to be good. And we'll check in in a few months. Yeah. If you regret it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I mean, they're playing good baseball right now. And so, and we don't even have Chris sale. <laughs> um, and maybe if we're good, we'll make some other moves. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a team to watch because nothing's besides the Red Sox is pretty like out of the ordinary. I just got two players that are, if you come across them on the TV, stop and watch one, Roger just mentioned his Braves got screwed on Monday. Yes, they did. I don't know how baseball gets a review that blatantly wrong and then doesn't. Like, I don't yeah. know. So many times watching reviews and be like, okay, it's kind of questionable, but I think this, all right, they went the other way. Okay. No, he blatantly never touched the home plate. They called it safe. He's in and just left. Like, yeah. And never said anything about it. Like, Screw baseball for that. Like Rob Manford, that's some Roger Goodell type shit. Like, yeah, but that stuff happens in every sport where it goes to review and everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the call. And then they come out and they're like, opposite of that. And you're like, what the? It was so blatant, though. Yeah, that missed the home plate. Yeah. You could see it in every camera angle. It's just, just officials are terrible. They're all terrible. If you're watching the Braves, like Roger is. Ronald Acuna is dope. Yeah. He can do everything and is exciting also. He's not like some boring dude. He hits bombs. He beat out an infield single. Yeah. The other day, like routine hit to shortstop and he beat it out and it was pumped about it. Like, yeah. A fun dude. Yeah. yeah. That's like similar stuff that Fernando Tatis was doing that got him like all this hype is he like, remember that little routine pop up to like second and then he stole home on it. Like stuff like that, that gets people like excited about you. And yeah, this is, he was an MVP candidate for me that I thought I was about picking. Uh, But yeah, he's, he's off to a good start this year. So yeah, Ronald Acuna for, and then 
if you ever stay up like to midnight to watch an <laughs> Angels game, yeah, I... Otani is <laughs> amazing. I don't care if he's pitching or hitting because when he hits, they go real far. They're it not does close the... to clearing the fence. They're close to clearing the freaking outfield. Like yeah, the bleachers. They're close to clearing the stadium. Like he hits nuclear bombs. I remember talking. We would talk about Giancarlo Stanton and how the ball sounds yeah. when it hits his bat. Dude, yeah. the ball sounds crazy different when it hits Otani's bat. Like, kind of like Steph shot. Like he makes yeah. it look so easy, and it just flies. Yeah. If you get a it, chance and they come across, watch Otani and Acuna because they're they're electric, man. Yeah, the Angels are off to a good start this year. So maybe Mike Trout will finally get a decent team to the playoffs. So any other MLB or sports stuff we missed for you, Brooks? You can go to final shots. No, I I think that covers it. There's not a whole lot MLB to talk about. You know, we're so early on in the young season. So, you know, we'll kind of see how it plays out. But, you know, if there's stuff on baseball y'all want us to talk about, send us some messages and ideas. We got to. Think of a segment as other sports wind down and we need some filler. <laughs> I almost cut uh, you off when you're like raving about the Red Sox. I'm like, you're just, you're going to jinx everything. Like, just shit, stop. I feel good about this squad, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that You don't works. just flukily win nine in a row, I don't think. <laughs> you, well, eh, not in baseball. Fluke a couple of them, but all right. So, final shot, Brooks. What do you got to end us? Yeah, my final shot, I'm going to stick with a diamond, but I'm going to go to softball for it. So, were you aware that the University of North Texas had a pitcher on their softball team, Hope, Hope Troutwain, who threw a perfect game? And not only that, she struck out every batter she faced, which is the first in NCAA recorded history in softball and in uh you know, college men's baseball struck out every single batter. Perfect game. That's pretty hard to do. So shouts to hope. Awesome job. Like, like, is that a hope game? Yeah. That's a hope trout. Game. Game? Trout like, game. Yeah. That's, that's like the ultimate, like, there's gotta be a better name than perfect game. That's perfection. That's it's a hope game. Yeah. The hope, the hope game. You heard it here first on tailgate talks. It is now okay. called a hope game when you get a perfect game and strike out every single batter in doing so. Well, I'm not going to lie. You took my final shot from me. Oh, man. <laughs> this our last updated script. I saw it on there. So I made a quick transition. Oh, nice. But if you want some more college basketball, there's still more out there, people. The JUCO tournament, national tournament, starts next week. So Nice. You're still in need of basketball. You can't watch the NBA. You just don't like it. They're still in JCAA basketball starting on Monday next week. The girls are in Lubbock, and the guys are in Hutch, Kansas. Our hometown kind of Lubbock team at a level in SPC, the guys are ranked fifth overall. And the girls are ranked fourth overall. So we got a chance at Maddie's. So, yeah, if you want to watch some more, College basketball, tune in on that on the NJCAA website and check that out. Or if you're in Lubbock, maybe go over to LCU, get you a pass and get in there. Watch the games. All right. All right. SPC. So SPC. 
Hey, our boys are, are fun to watch. Our girls are pretty good too. So they won they won their conference. They're fun to watch. They all got a chance. I like it. So our shot bets for this week, just to recap, we're going a little MLB action to start this weekend. First MLB series of our shot bets. Brooks and Arley are taking the Dodgers. Dustin, I am taking the Padres. And then NBA game, Arley's got the 76ers. Me and Brooks will have the Clippers. So hopefully that will pan out for us and you out there. And if you lose your shot bets, please pay them up. Show us your videos. Even if you don't want to, just DM them to us and we won't have to put them public. All right. It's called a bet for a reason, guys. For our t shirt giveaway. Yeah. Pay up for our giveaway this week. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, and send it to us. Tag us in it. Take a screenshot of it. Whatever you need to do, try to get in on that. Um, we got T-shirts to give away. Look almost like this, but colors are reversed, all right? Yeah. Cool. Yep. Do that. They really help, guys. We, we're not kidding. The subscribe, rates, and reviews, they really help us get to where we're trying to go. And so and if you have an Apple, if you have an iPhone, get on it. Go show us some love. If you listen on Spotify still, go give us some love on there because it really does help us out. We're not, we're not kidding when we say that and everyone matters. So we would really appreciate it if you guys could go do that for us and Hey, get yourself a shirt in the meantime, not a bad deal. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Please share it with some friends and we'll see you next week. Wait, one, one quick thing we have. Possible, Ooh, really awesome guest coming in next week we've only yeah. had one guest on the show before i'm this gonna say this big, one is a big one it's big yeah. time and we cannot wait for next week so tell your friends tell your family tell whoever if you care about tech sports care about things tune in uh next wednesday when we go live on twitch or catch us next friday uh we hope that we get you a really cool interview. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. We'll be posting some details later next week. Huge guest. See you guys next week. Later.